Welcome to Smithically Speaking, a podcast where you can walk around in someone else's shoes for a while. Today is the first episode in our second series that I'm calling Health, Huga, and Happiness. Heidi Nichols is a personal trainer who runs boot camp and bar classes at the local YMCA and teaches corporate wellness to local organizations on top of personal training. She is also a wife, a mother, and an actress. You can find her at HeidiNichols.com and on Instagram and Twitter, which I've linked to in the show notes. I am so excited for this series because Heidi just happens to be one of my very close friends, but also because she is so passionate about this subject. In her mind and in her practice, health and the Danish phenomenon taking over the world right now known as Huga go hand in hand. She truly embodies the whole health and Huga package. You cannot take care of your body without nurturing your soul. It's something that we have been talking about and implementing in our families and friendships for at least the past few years. Today, our conversation focuses on getting to know Heidi a little by answering and getting a little philosophical in our lightning round of questions. We talk about how she used her lifelong passion of competitive sports to pivot from a career in fashion to a career in health and fitness. Please note that the conversation in this podcast is not meant to be an evaluation or prescription of health. If you truly have issues with or questions about your physical or mental health, we urge you to talk to your own medical professional. Let's get right to our conversation. Welcome, Heidi. Thank you, Liz. I'm so glad to be here with you. Well, I'm excited for my listeners to meet you through the airwaves. Um, And in order to do that, I have a couple of quick questions so that they can understand a little bit about you. Sure. They're very basic. Okay. They're very shallow, maybe. (laughs) Okay. So first of all, are you an introvert or an extrovert? Um, I think most definitely I am an extrovert. (laughs) I'm comfortable in large groups of people. I get energy from it and um, I enjoy... uh, Talking to people, basically. Yeah, it's a true definition of an extrovert, and I agree with you. Well, you know me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so what four things can always be found in your refrigerator? Oh, my goodness. Um, Number one, there's no question, uh, anything that's green. Right now, it's all about cabbage. I don't know. (laughs) I, you know, I believe in a lot of vegetables, and it's either broccoli or any kind of green. Right now, I even even have collard greens, but I love cabbage, so that always something green. And it sounds like I'm being perfect here by telling you all these healthy (laughs) things. But you truly enjoy it. I do, I do enjoy Mm -hmm. it. And then my new um, obsession, and my husband's new obsession, um, beans. What kind of beans? Black beans. The ones that um, are good for your heart. <laughs> yes, uh, gar- garbanzo beans. Yeah. And we always have beans. Uh, good protein. Good protein. And um, the other two things uh, might be a little bit more off-center, but I always have pickles. Mm. I love pickles. Okay. Always pickles. And always a bottle of chilled champagne. <laughs> champagne even. Not just white wine. It's champagne. It's champagne. I believe in bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I actually have two refrigerators, and you can find uh, cold champagne in both refrigerators. <laughs> yes. That's why I love going to your house. <laughs> <laughs> Every day is a good day to celebrate. <laughs> That's true. In Life my opinion. Is a celebration. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is your favorite season? My favorite season is fall. Mm-hmm. Um, I love autumn. And it's funny because... Um, I was, you know, I think about it every year. 
Uh, I like the idea of change. Fall feels like change to me. Yeah. And um, there's also the part that I love the colors yeah. of fall. I just like the vibe. I like the light. Um, I like all of it, but it feels like change and it feels like reinvention to me. The hmm. world is reinventing. And um, that's sort of a theme that's important to me. Did you ever do your colors in the 80s and 90s when it was fashionable to find out your colors? Well, look at me. <laughs> um, that's uh, why I'm asking, because of your answer yeah. to that question. Yes. I think that's very telling. Well, I, I am a natural redhead, <laughs> yeah. and um, I am drawn to fall colors mm-hmm. and not in my life, in my home. Yep. My home That's always true. looks like fall. Yeah. And my wardrobe kind of looks yeah. like fall, except for all the black that I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very true about your home. It is. It always has that cozy feel, the cozy fall feel, well, a roaring fire feel. It, it's, yeah. it's just something that I'm drawn to. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, the answer is I have had my colors done, and I am a fall, an <laughs> autumn. It was autumn back then. You called yes. it, I am an autumn. Yep. So I am. <laughs> Perfect. Do you have a favorite book? Uh, yeah, and you know what? My favorite book is one that I originally read in my adolescence mm. and um, has just ha- has a thread throughout my life is um, Somerset Moms of Human Bondage. And I've not heard of that. I have to write that down. Yeah, it's his master, sort of his master work. Okay. Um, and it's about a young man. It's actually very can be very dark, but I reread it in my 30s, yeah. and I never felt the darkness. It also is about um, reinvention, and the and mm-hmm. goes there we along. Go. Yeah. yeah, so those two questions, I mean, my season and my book, mm-hmm. sort of there's that thread that runs through it, and that is about that you can just change in your life. He, yeah. he becomes a doctor, then he becomes, and he, he does all of these different things in his life, and, you know, there are some really melancholy slash tragic things that, right. that happened to him. But yet, for some reason, I got out of that book that one can always decide mm. and change. Mm-hmm. And um, that your life is, is not linear, but it's more like a fabric yeah. with threads that run through it. Yeah, so I, I that's that. still my favorite book. Do you have a favorite movie? Yes. And and the reason that I know it's my favorite movie is that I've seen it probably close to 30 times. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yes. (laughs) Have you seen it? Yes, I did see it. Back when it came out. Oh, So it's been a long time. I can watch it over and over again. That, the theme in that movie, um, again, and this is, this is kind of different than sort of, sort of along the same lines of what I was talking about, but Mm -hmm. that movie to me is about resilience Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the resilience of the human spirit. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's really important to have that in life. And I think about it a lot, Mm -hmm. Um, being resilient and being able to sort of bounce back, um, reframe what's going on. Yep, in your life and uh, and coming at it from another angle. Yeah, I love Shawshank Redemption. That's good, and I love Timothy Robbins. Yes, and you know my husband looks like him too. So. <laughs> he does. That's true. <laughs> That's so funny. So there's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. Okay. Last yeah. question. Yeah. Do you have a favorite life hack? The important things. Everything that's really important to me. I you know on a level or yeah level zero to ten. Yeah. The things that are important to me, I try to do at a level 10. 
Yeah. I try. I just, I say, I'm going to try to do it a level 10. Yeah. But everything else, I'm okay with about a seven, sometimes a six. That's a great balance. <laughs> yeah. Know, you have to be okay. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's not that important. I'm not be every, a six. Not everything has to be 10 all the time. No. That's my life. Just the important things. I'm thrilled to introduce you to this episode's sponsor. Huga is about enjoying and being present in treasured moments. The Huga Coffee Company believes in enhancing the lives of everyone involved in the coffee process. From the small family farm in Guatemala or Costa Rica, all the way to the last sip in your morning mug. Their goal is to provide direct traded beans from farmers who provide fair working conditions and wages, who use no pesticides or harmful harvesting methods. This ensures that you know exactly what coffee farmer you are supporting and helping to make a positive impact on that specific coffee region. The Hugo Coffee Company is offering the Smithically Speaking listeners 10% off their orders by entering the promo code SMITHICAL at checkout. Get your coffee Hugo on and support the Hugo-centered coffee trade. All orders already have free shipping in the U.S., so make sure you take advantage of this 10% off deal while the Health, Huga, and Happiness podcast series is live. Go to hugacoffeeco.com, which is spelled H-Y-G-G-E coffeeco.com. You can also go directly to the promo link at the show notes at smithical.com. Just look for episode six. way back to when you had just graduated college what was your first career what did what did you do oh to make money <laughs> well you know the first thing that I thought that I was going to do yeah. was be uh, an advertising copywriter and okay. I was actually offered a job in New York at a large advertising firm yeah. to be a junior copywriter yeah and at that time which was 19 <laughs> You, you have no idea. Those jobs were incredibly hard to get. Yeah. And a lot of creative people wanted those kinds of jobs. And you were getting paid next to nothing. Yeah. And I realized, I don't think I want to live in New York and live with four roommates. And so right. I was in New York for about three or four months yeah. after school. And then I uh, decided to come back home to Chicago. And um, my other passion besides writing at the time was fashion. Yeah, I really enjoyed fashion at the mm -hmm. time. And so I found what I thought, and it really turned out to be, you know, a dream job at the time, which was I was uh, hired as a public relations director for a um, manufacturer and retailer of women's clothing. Wow. And so I got to do a lot of writing. Yeah. And I got all kinds of responsibility, um, press kits and um, articles yeah. for newspapers and and magazines and things like that. And then the best part of the job was that I found a way to promote our lines by getting myself booked on morning talk shows wow. around the country. Yeah. And I was on air as a fashion expert. Wow. So I got to go all over the place and be like, oh, this is Liz. <laughs> and the main line was actually maternity clothing. Yeah. So, um, you know, at 21, I was a maternity fashion expert. Wow. So that's great. Yeah. So that's what I did. Yeah. Um, originally before that was your first kids. career. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then, so 
the reason that you're on this series is because of how you have embraced um, health and living to the fullest potential of your own happiness. So when did you switch from fashion and writing mm -hmm. to health and fitness as your main yeah. part well, of life? Well, that was later, but I grew up being involved in competitive sports. Yes, that was your upbringing, yeah, right? Right. And um, what was your main sport? Uh, tennis. Tennis. Yeah, I was a tennis player. So yeah. you've always had the the sports fitness events. Yep, always. Yep, yep. Yeah. I that's you know basically you know what I did a lot of when I was growing up. Yeah. Um, you know I played tennis and before that I was doing competitive speed skating for a while both and then um, yeah. Who was it that you uh, <laughs> competed against? I competed against Bonnie Blair. And and didn't you beat her? Um, I think one time, um, but I have a photo of it. Uh, Bonnie Blair, yeah, we were just little kids yeah, competing in indoor, what they now call short track speed skating. And, yeah. yeah, I know. But you know I have a picture of it. It's great. It's a, it's a great photo. And, and I treasure it. Yeah. I do. I treasure yeah. it. But so I always, you know, athletics was really important. Right. And, and, and tennis did a lot of things for me. Um, and... and uh, I continued to uh, have athletics be an important part of my life. So I was always doing that. But yep. after my two girls, yeah. who are now grown, mm -hmm. were born, um, I really I, I stopped playing a lot of tennis. Um, and I just sort of, because just there wasn't enough time. Mm -hmm. So I had to do some other things to stay in shape. Right. So then I discovered um, group fitness. Group fitness. Group fitness, like, you know, basically what we used to call aerobics. Right. Do you know what I mean? Setting. And I found that I really love that. I love the community of it. It made me say, oh, well, I'm going to go there Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Where did you discover group fitness? Really in earnest was when I moved to Butler. Yeah. And that was at the, and I had taken classes before, right. but this was at the Butler YMCA when I moved to Butler, which will be now 24 years ago this summer. And it became a really important part of my life. Yes. It got me in really good shape again. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's just such a mental boost mm -hmm. um, after the, after the girls were, you know, yeah. you know getting older. Right. And um, eventually I took it to the next level and I became a fitness instructor and a personal trainer and a health and lifestyle coach and all of that stuff. Right. Yep. And, and this is where I can plug your, your, um, your website. Ah, yes. <laughs> Tell us where to find you at your website. Um, I am at HeidiNichols.com, Nichols, N-I-C-H-O-L-L-S, two L's.com. And you could go to what my website and hopefully in a few short weeks, I will also um, have a new thing available. Right. Yes. Yes. We'll plug that in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. live. But Definitely. yeah, for now, HeidiNichols.com and I have some new exciting stuff coming. Okay. Yeah. We'll link to that website cool. in the show notes. So listeners just go to the show notes of this podcast and just click on the link there. Okay, great. So Yay. right now you're the, you are a fitness instructor, mm -hmm. you're a personal trainer, mm -hmm. and you also do corporate wellness. Tell oh, us yeah. a little bit about that. Um, well, I do corporate wellness at a company called Future POS in Butler. Mm -hmm. um, and what happened is I started training one of the owners, mm -hmm. and they had a they have a wonderful state of the art gym on yeah. site. And we sort of started talking, and you know this was 
something that I was interested in also. Yeah. So we kind of came up with, well, what about if we did a, uh, a program, yeah. which would which started out really as primarily a weight loss type program mm -hmm. and just to get the employees into the gym, a way to do mm -hmm. that. This is, I think, our sixth one that we're yeah. doing this year. And this has been wonderful for me and, you know, just wonderful that we have this in our community, that there's a company that does it. Right. Yeah. Now, do you see a difference in... Um, the way that these the people in the organization mm -hmm. d does it ebb and flow the number of people that join your corporate wellness um, program d sometimes mm. is there a lot or do mm. they peter off after a couple of weeks or do they get really <laughs> interested into it and they get very healthy how does that look you mean at the company yes um, well the goal for me always is to get people in the gym <laughs> right and keep them there yeah so really in the same thing at my classes yes. so my yeah. goal and this is sort of where my whole kind of mission right. comes in um, because I do have an overriding mission with this and that is to bring people to to fitness and wellness mm -hmm. and make their lives better mm -hmm. and so when what I what my goal is is to get them into the gym and keep them there and the way that I do it is by making, hopefully making it fun and mm -hmm. determining what they're willing to do and show them that they can do it. But, so I actually have pretty good um, retention yeah. when it comes to people staying in my program. For the corporate world. Yeah, so, yeah. but I, that said, okay, you're gonna have people that resist. Yeah. So the numbers, the numbers are pretty good there mm -hmm. and I, I have well over half. The company yeah which is pretty good yeah you know that's great. some people just aren't gonna you know make their way into a gym right but my goal is always to if i get them in there yeah I'll keep them there and make it well i i can <laughs> vouch for your classes at the ymca being crowded popular <laughs> and uh people come back they have Aww. there's there's the same faces but there's always new people joining and it's yeah, definitely. You have well, that. We're trying to build, you know, a community there, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, I think we have definitely. We've built a community. Yeah. So I love that part of it. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah, that's definitely your gift. What do you have any advice for the person who thinks they're too far gone? There's no way they could get to group fitness. There's no way they could start exercising. What? Mm -hmm. What can you give? Uh, what advice can you give to somebody who thinks it's they just can't move. Um, well, what I would do if I talked to them one-on-one, -on -one, I would have them ask themselves, what would they be willing to do um, in order to improve their health, mm -hmm. in, in, in order to improve, um, you know, really every aspect of their life? And what would they be willing to do? What would cost too much, you know, or mm -hmm. cost too little, basically, you have to ask yourself. So the first thing, practically that I would ask that person is, would you be willing to walk? Right. That might great be starting the point. first thing that I would ask them. And if you're willing to walk, would you be willing to walk for 10 minutes? Would you be willing mm -hmm. to walk for 15 minutes? Yeah. Um, and then go through the logistics, where, how, for how yeah. long, you know, that sort of thing. Right. But, you know, usually people will be willing to do something to move their bodies if they realize what the benefit is going to be and what the cost to them will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets back to your um, in the your favorite book. It gets back to reinventing yourself. Yes. If you feel like you just can't do it, mm -hmm. there's that reinvention that mm -hmm. anybody can take on. Yes. So I think that's yeah. You're really good at bringing that out in people. Well, so well, yeah. well thank you. 
<laughs> well, thank you. I just know I've seen it so many times, mm -hmm. the, you know, as far as the, the health stuff goes, because it really goes so much deeper. Right. And if you can feel good about that, and I, and I believe exercise does so much for you, it, it, it just builds on itself mm -hmm. and it just creates momentum in the person's life. And I'm, I know it. Yeah. You know, with such certainty yeah. that I want to create that momentum for mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anybody who's even just a sliver interested. Right. You know, and want to make that sliver grow. Yes. <laughs> yes. I want to make the sliver grow. Yeah. So that's what that's what I know. And I and usually people once they implement that, they do see a lot of changes. Definitely. In their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get back to mm -hmm. um, health and happiness. Tell me how they go hand in hand. Well, I mean, just from a scientific um, point of view. Um, you know, movement creates wonderful chemical changes in, in, in your brain. Um, that's where it all starts. Yeah. You know, that's where it all starts. All the stuff, all of the wonderful feel good stuff that happens in your brain, the endorphins, yeah. everybody knows what those are. Um, but we also know that regular exercise is just as effective for mild and moderate depression as antidepressants and that we have many studies to prove that out and yeah. so that should be the first line of defense you know i just feel like it's just it's it, it just takes away the blues mm -hmm. <laughs> basically right. you know so it's so great for your brain and that's number one and then of course that makes you want to do it mm -hmm. more it's like mm -hmm. What, what's the, the, the rat that keeps right. hitting the, the reward button, you know, but it's yeah. like a reward button. Right. And if you can just start doing it, you'll, you'll find that that's true. So it starts with that. But what happen, what happens is as that sort of fog lifts, because a lot of people say, I just don't feel right. Mm -hmm. I, and you know, I get a lot of, um, I get a lot of women mm -hmm. who are just bogged down. Mm -hmm. They're, with, they're either with kids all day, they're with kids and jobs. And, you know, there's a million things that they have to do. Mm -hmm. And yet there's something missing. And that's that critical self-care that takes place, right. you know, that I believe starts with fitness. Right. And then will expand to other things and lead yeah. to wonderful other things that they want to do. They've always wanted yeah. to do. They think they don't have time to do them. But... It's, I think they're just completely inextricably linked. Yeah. The health and happiness. Health and happiness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I really, really do. So there's, there's a lot of good science to support it. Um, there's my science over the last, <laughs> <laughs> there's my particular study that I've yeah. done. Um, and that is that, um, it just breeds energy. Energy yeah. breeds energy. Yeah. That's great advice. For optimal health, for optimal happiness, for optimal fitness in your life, yes. tell me what you suggest. Okay, well, you know, I could sit here and tell you what the, the guidelines are um, as far as um, the recommended exercise mm -hmm. guidelines, which would be 30 minutes of cardiorespiratory activity most days of the week. Mm -hmm. um, and I could tell you that, um, 
you could do more intense exercise mm -hmm. for 30 minutes three times a week and you should strength train twice a week and you mm -hmm. should you know but what i have found because i can spew out all of those um recommendations mm -hmm. and, and they're valid mm -hmm. and they have scientific basis but the reality for most people is that i just would like to see people get moving a little bit mm -hmm. do you know what i mean right. and there are things that you can do and it is good to you know i do have programs that I like to show people that are have foundational exercises and yeah. for those who are willing to do it I'd love to see them come to a class mm -hmm. um, because they're going to get the support that they you know of like-minded people very true you're in a group setting mm -hmm. and they're in there encouraging you no matter what level you're in absolutely that's definitely true. so I would like that now the other thing that I do want to mention <laughs> because this is so important when it comes to because people ask me a lot like how do you maintain your weight mm -hmm. and those kinds of things because yeah. those are important right those are important um, measures I mean you know waist circumference and mm -hmm. you know and and body weight and body fat percentage and on those kinds of things that do have an impact on health and preventive preventable disease mm -hmm. um but what i like to remind people is that a lot of what successful people who maintain their weight and so on and so forth have in common is they do a lot of what we call neat non-exercise activity thermogenesis so that's activity that you do outside of the gym Okay. Basically, it's all the stuff that you do to keep your body moving outside of the gym, like raking your leaves, gardening, ah, cleaning well, your I house. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Liz, you have a lot of, of that around here. We do yard and house exactly <laughs> to clean. Right. So, yeah. but those are the things that, and you know what's fun. I mean, I think about it when I'm doing it. Is reframing some of that activity. Yeah. Grocery shopping. Yeah. I mean, you're walking around a store. That's why, you know, people, I've just, someone just asked me about the grocery delivery. It's great, you know, for a lot of people, the grocery right. delivery. But this woman also asked me in the same breath, how am I going to lose weight? There you go. And, Don't sit in your car and, and get your groceries Exactly. <laughs> and what I wanted to say is make time for a half an hour to walk around the grocery store. Yeah, that's because great. Because that's neat. Yeah. That's the non-exercise activity that okay. we're, we're talking about. Yeah. So build that stuff into your day into your life super easy and and i told her i said i love going to the grocery store yeah you know i love picking up my cabbage right <laughs> looking at it <laughs> is this a good head of cabbage you know and then i'm walking around the store and and that's extra energy right that i'm expending yeah so those are things to think about okay yeah that's great that's gonna not you know oh, walmart's not gonna be happy <laughs> Because they're just no coming out with their delivery. delivery. Right. <laughs> well, I think they also like people going in their doors because they always leave with more than they intended to buy. So maybe Walmart well, will be very happy with you. <laughs> there is that. There is that. I didn't talk about all of the extra things that I pick up. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> like another head of cabbage, right? Another head of cabbage. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, in, in, in our next podcast episode, I want to talk about how we can fall in love with cabbage. Ah, but my also, favorite topic. <laughs> how we can be happy and healthy at the same time in our communities and in our families. So I'm excited to talk about that next time. Oh, me too. All right. I can't wait to come back. Yay. <laughs> Thanks, Heidi. Thank you, Liz. We will be back in a week with episode two in our Health, Huga, and Happiness series. 
where our conversation turns towards the ways that you can make a life of health and happiness in your own home and community. Again, you can find Heidi at her website, HeidiNichols.com, and at Instagram and Twitter, which I've linked to in the show notes, at Smithical.com. Just look for episode six. Until next time.